0: Listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode four. Today, Darren gets dodgy as he talks with a local couple about their Mopar muscle cars. So let's get revved up.
1: Hello, Cubers. This is Darren.
0: And this is Holly.
1: Welcome back to our car community, car culture. This week, we are going to be visiting Monica and Brian Jambuzi. They are locals here in the greater Carlisle area. I spent some time with them and had a chance to experience their Mopars, see their Harley. They are definitely car fanatic fun people.
0: Yeah, I'm a little jealous that you got to do that. But
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, I got the rides and I know I had to come, come back and tell you all about it. Yes,
0: so. but it sounds like fun. It
1: was. It really was. They are a great couple, good friends of the Riker family and really appreciate them opening their home up to me. We did an interview around their dining room table. That was after going for a ride in two of the three muscle cars in their driveway garage, and uh, I had big smiles on my face, so it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I can't wait to hear, so maybe we should just get started. Let's
1: do it. Let's jump in. Let's do this. All right, here we go. This is Darren Reichert with Cars of Carlisle. I am in Mount Holly Springs, PA tonight, and I am with Brian and Monica Giambuzzi, and they are proud Mopar owners. In fact, uh, the owners of a... You want to tell them about the 16 and the 17 in the driveway?
2: We have a uh, 2016 Dodge Challenger in Plum Crazy, and we have a 2017 uh, Dodge Charger Daytona in yellow. Uh, The color is actually called Yellow Jacket. I was going to ask you what that is. And I actually had a
1: ride with both Monica and Brian, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Glad you liked it. It was a total blast. And also, Brian, you have... uh, I think it's worth telling everybody the 79 that's in your garage and the story behind it.
2: Yeah, I have a 1979 Camaro, and it is the actual car I bought at 16 years old. I uh, have gone to Carlisle and gone to car shows long enough that... I noticed that a lot of old timers were saying, oh, this is very similar. This is like the car mm-hmm. I had when I was a kid or when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, through a lot of trials and tribulations, I kept the car that I've That's had amazing. since high school. That's,
1: I know firsthand that I don't know of anyone that can say that they still have the car so that's pretty
2: extraordinary there there are some and every now and then you run into them at a car show as a matter of fact i'm going to give you the name of a guy okay there's a gentleman up above 34 his name is ken bream okay and he has a 1957 chevrolet oh, and he bought it brand new out of the dealership when he was 16 years old oh my
1: gosh that's so awesome.
2: there, there are some of us out there okay but believe me that's the only one i can tell you about other than myself yeah so i know it's few and far between
1: that is so cool that is excellent
2: Well, let's talk
1: a little bit about. I know when I was talking to Monica earlier, appreciated cars, but when she met you, Brian, that's when the the love of cars came to be. How did tell us how they just as you guys became car nuts together?
3: That's a tough one. Um, We well, we'll be married twenty years next Friday. Oh,
1: happy anniversary! Thank Thank you. you.
3: And uh, I remember meeting his father for the first time over twenty five years ago, and. The first day I met him, he was tinkering around with cars in the garage, and Brian was there helping his dad, and I was like, wow, this is great. So Mm -hmm. the first time I met his dad, he's like, hey, get this wrench for me. (laughs) So I was known as the parts runner, so I Uh would just keep getting him wrenches and screwdrivers and whatever he would need. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would tell me about all the cars that he's bought over the years, and as we started getting more serious and started dating, um, we would go to Spring Carlisle, Fall Carlisle, Chrysler you know, Corvettes, we mm-hmm. would start going to all the shows and what a ride. That's so it's, cool. it's great. It's just great. That's great.
1: And that actually is a good segue, Monica, meeting your father. Uh, maybe tell the, the Cars of Carlisle listeners a little bit about your father and his, his uh, relation to NASCAR and involvement there.
2: My father used to build uh, engines. He had his own machine shop and he used to build for Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Bodine. Mm-hmm. Now, this was obviously back in the 70s. And unfortunately, he had a store fire in, I think it was 1971. And at the time he was underinsured. And in 71, he lost about a hundred thousand dollars, which today would be millions and uh, he never could get the business back. And again, he moved on, did other things, but he never lost his appreciation, and love of vehicles and the machines we all use every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it came time to restore a car. Uh, he was quite the engine builder. Okay. And we put a 350 Chevy in that Camaro that'll spin about 9,000 RPMs of. all day long.
1: Unheard of. That's,
2: and for those
1: of you that I'll be trying to post uh, some of these pictures on the website, but beautiful, all three vehicles, absolutely stunning and beautiful. Let's talk a little bit about how long you've you've mentioned about being going to the Carlisle Car Show for many, many years. Let's talk about the shows, talk about the people. I think that would be great to hear... Your experience. That's part of what Cars of Carlisle is. It's definitely about the cars, but car people, I think, are a great bunch. They're, and Monica and I were talking about how, uh, and, and you as well, Brian, uh, Mopar fans are a special breed. They're a, a really good group of people as far as very tight, very, very close, and connected. And uh, to me, one of the really uh, great groups of people that uh, are look out for each other. And Monica was saying that she passes that uh, is it the challenger each day
3: there's orange? a challenger uh when i come home every day i travel on lisburn road and there's mm-hmm. an orange challenger with a black stripe down the center i don't know who he is but every time every day we pass each other and i make sure i wave and he yeah. waves back and we just go yeah. on our way and it's just an everyday occurrence and it's just so much fun well that's awesome and that actually
1: makes it makes it almost like that i i have my motorcycle license i know you you guys ride uh, but it's sort of that putting the hand out as you pass the fellow. And it's yeah. like it's that brotherhood or that kind of that group that you hang with. Yeah,
2: it's it's something that certainly brings people together. Right now, Brian, I know you have. Speaking of two wheels, I know. have a two thousand four Harley Fat Boy, and we bought that. Um, everything everything we've ever bought has a story attached well, to that's, it. That's what people want to hear. That's and um, we went down and story. bought that in. Um, 2003 it was december 26th the day after christmas Mm. and we went there with the thought that we were just going to put a deposit on a harley because you had to order them (laughs) nope
1: and the the
2: one we want is sitting there right on the floor so i asked the guy can i buy that today he says absolutely merry christmas and uh i was hemming and hawing a little bit about spending the money because again i wasn't prepared to buy a motorcycle that day Mm -hmm. and monica steps in and says honey you You came here, you should buy it. And I remember the salesman looks at me and says, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I would definitely keep her. I like that.
3: True story. (laughs) (laughs) True story.
2: Smart
1: guy. He he knew a good supporter. Well, I wanted to also, maybe this is something we can put up on the website eventually too. You have a bumper sticker going way back to the very, very earliest of days with Carla.
2: Yeah, I, I started going as a kid, and the, the sticker I have is, it says Carlisle 82 on it. Um, I think in 1982, let's see, I was about, I want to say 10 years old, maybe, no, I'm sorry, it's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. My father started taking me to Carlisle probably when I was in my single digits, eight or nine. Okay. Um, but I was there, obviously, in 82, and I remember how different the shows were, how much smaller they were, mm-hmm. Um, they certainly weren't uh, nationwide events or worldwide events like right. they are today. And right. Carlisle was a much smaller place.
1: Right, right. No, that's true. In fact, uh, I would it, you almost venture to say that Carlisle wasn't yet on the map. And the car shows themselves are a big reason why. Of course, the Carlisle Barracks and, and there's Dickinson College, but there's plenty there that... Um, it's the shows themselves that really did it. This was so so early that, yeah, it was, it was more uh, local, regional, and people would barely come over the Maryland border to it. So.
2: Well, and you know the story where they went to Hershey. Yes. The I Millers went to Hershey mm-hmm. and asked if they could uh, display their muscle cars there, and they said, hey, no, this is for antiques. Mm-hmm. Get out. And, uh, right. You know, my father had actually taken me to Hershey. We, we had enjoyed antiques together. Mm-hmm. Um, now granted I wasn't aware of the thing that went on way back when they Hershey told them no today I think Hershey realizes they they kind of made a mistake in that area (laughs) because now I I, while Hershey still has their antique show they have one a year Mm -hmm. where Carlisle has branched out into all those different Mm -hmm.
1: events exactly now you're exactly right it's um, and I love the fact that they out of necessity they created this, they were renting space, and up buying the fairgrounds. Uh, what Bill and Chip did is uh, basically changed the landscape of our little town of Carlisle, which is pretty extraordinary.
2: Well, and it's, it's done a lot of wonderful, positive things. I mean, I know when you're local and you live here, you say, oh, my gosh, you know, this car so re- weekend because of the traffic. Mm-hmm. But uh, it brings in millions and millions of dollars in, uh, into our economy. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that from being a, a fellow aviator that mm-hmm. the Corvette show had more airport traffic than any other show that they have there. Yeah, I believe that. Um, and, and again, it, it definitely has a massive economic impact on our area. Outstanding. No, and I, that's one of the things, too, that when I worked for Carlisle events years ago,
1: I would say to people they had asked for calendars, but I found out it was usually a doctor's office or something because they just wanted to know when to tell their patients to take option B to get to uh, to get to their office. But I would all often remind them, similar to what you just said, Brian, that without that, we would not have the hotels, we would not have the infrastructure, we would not have all of the. Uh, the I mean, the restaurants and everything else would not be doing like as well as they are because of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like I said, it's. It's easy to complain when traffic's bad here and there but for a few times a year the the impact on our economy just is it would be hard to achieve mm-hmm. today
1: well I like to hear the stories too of uh, our fellow Carlisle residents in the Leonard street area and around uh, or by post road and what have you that will in a matter of a a car show week or car show weekend and or season can all but pay for their mortgages just through parking and their lawns and this uh, is something so important to everyday individuals that can do this
2: absolutely and i mean there I've met families over there that do exactly that mm-hmm. they they're there for only the shows mm-hmm. some of them are snowbirds they okay. they don't you know they don't live here during the winter they only come back up for car show season mm-hmm. uh and like you said they pay their mortgages some of which have paid off their entire property but they keep it because they want to be involved sure. in a car show absolutely no i think that's that's the exciting part do you each have a favorite memory
1: uh we'll talk kind of a two-part favorite memory in the carlisle car show Fair fairgrounds show field and a favorite car memory. It could be anywhere in the world, anywhere outside of Carlisle perhaps. So let's start with Monica, we'll go ladies first.
3: Oh my, Um, let's see, favorite memory of Carlisle. Um, Let's see, Um, I would say when I would see, when I would go to the Corvette shows and I would see there was a bright yellow and black racing corvette and i'm like this is my car this is my (laughs) next car and he's telling me i'm crazy you can never get a car like that
1: and And, now you have one drive.
3: well now i have a dodge (laughs) that's right now i have a dodge um but that's probably one of the neatest things i've seen is just seeing all the new cars that they've come out with um and that's that's
1: it do you have a favorite memory maybe doing a road trip uh just anything that dealing with a car we all have those fond Maybe a convertible ride in the summer as a kid, or something that stands out in your mind.
3: Honestly, I think when we he first got the Challenger, and we would go down ninety four on the back roads, just I'm not going to tell you how fast we were going, <laughs> just going down, just going up and down over the mountain and everything, and just how fast that car is, and just the uh-huh. smile on my face with that car, and now I have one of my own and i smile every day when i drive because it's my daily driver it's it's an amazing machine
1: it is yeah you're lucky to have that to take to work each
3: and every day it is it's a a privilege fantastic brian how about the same
2: uh my my happiest carlisle memory would most certainly be i had a friend of mine named mark that restored an old chrysler 300 convertible and i'll never forget the day we found a new console his console was really beat up and there was a guy there and we had searched countless amount of shows we had gone as far as florida mm-hmm. looking at parts for this car and he finds it and the guy wants 60 bucks and in true haggling fashion he immediately says will we take any less <laughs> you know it had been the culmination of years of searching right. and <laughs> He's, He's going got, to argue over sixty you know dollars yeah. for sixty dollars. It could be completely over the search. <laughs> you know, right, we right. found the holy grail. The and has come to an end. Are you willing to take any less for that item? <laughs> and did he? Did he get? It? Uh, no, he paid the sixty okay. dollars. It, it was worth the question. Yeah. It was well worth it. Yeah, I was told by a
1: boss you have to uh, ask to get. So it just doesn't absolutely, hurt, it doesn't hurt at least question.
2: So, how about favorite car memory just in your lifetime? Um, I would have to say that. My favorite is probably when I finally learned how to drive. My father taught me on an old Volkswagen thing. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, and we had a large piece of property back then. And I I learned when I was about 10 years old. Okay. And it took a long time to figure out exactly how to feather that clutch and let Mm -hmm. it out. A lot of neck snapping, Mm -hmm. very frustrated father. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say that my most fond memory is probably when I finally learned how to drive that standard shift car. Was that a three-speed or was it... It was a four-speed standard. Was it? Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, very neat. What um, What can you tell as far as the other cars you've had in your in your past? I know there was a C5 Corvette maybe you want to talk a little bit about?
2: Yeah, we bought a 2001 C5 convertible at the Carlisle Car Show. Um, I have been looking for a while for a Corvette, and I, I've really, really wanted yellow. Um, and, of course, when you go and you're, you're looking through used vehicles, you, you kind of have the luck of the draw. Right. And it found such a nice one. It was in magnetic red, which was my second choice on color, mm-hmm. that I ended up shaking hands with the guy. I think, I think it paid about $36,000 okay. back then for it. had about 18,000 miles on it. But, boy, oh, boy, did we have a lot of fun with that car. We kept it 10 years. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you had plenty of uh, fun adventures summertime with that car. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I don't think... Maybe except one time we ever drove it with the roof up. And we got caught in the rain. Okay. So, so we put the, the roof time. up. I was saying, that, that's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> then you're allowed to ride with the roof. But he up.
1: drove it the proper way with to the top down all the time. All the time. We did. I would, I'm sure that the Cars of Carlisle uh, Cubers or fans would love to hear the story that you shared with me about a certain Honda that uh, <laughs> had <laughs> some brake mm-hmm. issues, I
2: guess. Well, when we, when we decided to get to Dodge, it was a one person decision Hmm. normally i share everything with my wife but she had been hassling me about this car on facebook and i uh unbeknownst to her set up with a buddy of mine to go to buy this car we bought it from uh zimmerman's in sunbury uh and a friend of mine mark i've known him since fifth grade and he uh he he set it up that we could get the car but i had to sneak around and you know you have to You have to tell a couple of, let's call them fibs, not lies, Mm -hmm. to pull something off with a spouse and Mm -hmm. surprise them. So I had to stay up late and get Monica's registration and insurance and her driver's license. (laughs) And, of course, I had to not let the cat out of the bag. And I needed her car to be here. So I told her to leave her Honda here. I was going to do brakes on it so it could pass inspection.
3: And it really did need brakes.
2: Mm-hmm. It really did, it, it really yeah. Yeah, yeah. help with the story.
3: The brakes and rotors were sitting in boxes by the door. Okay. So it was a true story.
2: Okay. Yes. But and then, then what, what happened, honey?
3: I went to work. I come home. I'm, I got out of. I'm looking around. I said, "Where's my car?" He said, like, "Well, I kind of got into an accident with it, and of course, I was not happy." And I said, no, seriously, where is my car? He goes, well, the bumper got damaged. I had to put it in the garage. I didn't want it out in the driveway. And I just start flipping out. He's like, well, let me show it to you. And I was, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the damage to the car. And he opens up the garage door and there's the beautiful yellow charger sitting in the garage. And I just start bawling. That's amazing. Like a a three-year-old. Love that story. Yeah, it was amazing. It was. It was the and
2: best I got, got you fun. moments in yeah. my life.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think there's too many people that can say they had a gift like that. Yeah. A surprise went at that. Yeah.
3: It was a big surprise.
1: That's oh,
2: nice. I, I felt God. kind of bad up until I was able to, to give it to her. Because, again, I had to do all this sneaking around. Mm. Well, I liked your quote. You went from zero to hero real fast. As soon fast. as the garage door opened. You <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> went from being, you know, having to be uh, on the, in the doghouse or on the couch that night to...
3: Yeah, Things pretty much. Falling. It was, it was a quite an emotional evening. Sure. Um, he's like, well, you, you know, we got to get dressed. We have to go out to dinner. We have to sign all the paperwork. And I'm like, I just bought got a new car and I have no idea how to drive the thing. Like, right. Right. So
0: oh, that's yeah, cool.
3: great. Yeah. Great story.
1: Well, Monica, tell the listeners about what it's like to have that as your day of the driver.
3: Oh my, that car, it can get me into some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to learn to be patient, <laughs> which some days it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun to drive. Um, I smile every morning when I, when I hit the ignition, and it rumbles the way it does. Mm-hmm. And I just laugh all the way out of my driveway and go down the road. And it's quite a pleasure. And uh, she does not like to go slow. No. So I can uh, understand that. Yes. No, she's, uh, she's quite a vehicle, and uh, I couldn't be happier to own a Mopar. It's just unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about just... You've had the Corvette and what have you, but being among other Mopar fans. uh, I know you talked about passing on Lisbon Road each day, Mm -hmm. but talk a little bit about when you're at the Chrysler Nationals, uh, when you go to local shows, what's it like to be around fellow Mopar fans?
2: They're they're very brand loyal. Uh, I mean, and sometimes to a fault. I mean, I I don't want to say that I... actually i think as part of growing up and lance kind of taught me this lance miller Mm -hmm. is you can appreciate all cars it doesn't matter which brand it doesn't matter which model when you start to really have the bug you start to realize they all are different
1: sure
2: and they're all a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and honestly i think i think the mopar crowd kind of had known that long before i learned it Mm -hmm. um but you know, you, you pick a brand you really enjoy and you kind of learn everything about it and mm-hmm. you know what parts fit what, you know what was period correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always had it over maybe any GM guy or maybe any Ford guy. Sure, um, I can tell you that it's, it's very easy to identify something that is correct, something that is wrong on Dodge. They're very well documented. Okay. And of course, with some of the older Fords, some of the older Camaros, it, it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I just said Camaros. Chevys, Chevys. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, the Corvette crowd always seemed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had everything well documented, and a lot of that has now changed because of the internet and development. There was a day when it, all of that was either known or read in books or passed down from generation to generation. Most people today can just get on line and look it up.
1: But you really did need the subject matter experts, particularly uh, Chip Miller, as far as he was Mr. Corvette. He was, he was a walking encyclopedia. He knew what separated a 66 from a 67 and and what what were the distinguishing characteristics. Right right, right. down to every screw
2: head. I right. I mean that's yes. that's, that's something that I, I think, think the Dodge that's guys that's had always done. known. Okay. Um, and while well, they, they, knew they knew it was important, I don't think I knew as a as a yeah, young man how important those thing things would be especially, especially when you're doing cars or you want to make them correct or their investments mm-hmm. I mean we bought these to drive mm-hmm. and we, we them. like them we're gonna keep them original we're gonna keep the parts we're gonna keep the build sheets um, I have all that stuff from my old Camaro but there are lots of people who threw that away or didn't know it was there I mean I remember pulling the rear seat out of my car when someone told me that that Camaro might have the build sheet under the rear seat and of course it was there that's amazing
1: that's really cool just a trick that was from the factory floor I suppose
2: yeah, they, they would put him in there so that the next guy down the assembly line up until the interior right. could just look at it, and
1: that's where it got left. That's really cool. Great story. What uh, As we start to wrap up, uh, what's next for you both as far as do you think that there'll be additional Mopars in the next five or ten years? Or?
3: Well, um, <laughs> I made the mistake of going up to uh, Savage 61 in Reading, and they had a brand-new Dodge Demon there. And of course, I was just in love at first sight. And I come home and I'm like, honey, you have to go see this Dodge right, Demon. Right. And he's like, no. Right. And I'm like, would you settle for a Hellcat for the next car? He's like, no. <laughs> so maybe someday I'll get a Hellcat, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. But right, right. we'll see.
2: I think the once-in-a-lifetime thing to surprise somebody <laughs> probably only happens- All those cards are played. Once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's why they call it once. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I I'm not sure, but I can tell you we're definitely waiting until the warranties are up on both of these before uh, we think about getting rid of them.
1: Well, they're both so amazing and beautiful cars. I wouldn't I wouldn't be in a hurry to to push them off. There's the dri- no hurry. The driveway. There's no hurry. Not at all. They're amazing. We want to
2: drive the miles
1: out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like the fact that you guys enjoy them. I everybody has their preference in the trailer car or non-trailer. But to me, a car is to be enjoyed as long as you uh, take good care of it. Why not enjoy it,
2: too? So. Well, and we took you for a ride. You can see we oh, don't yeah, exactly yeah. baby the are <laughs> on the road. <laughs> nope. and, and
1: I'll try and maybe get some video out on the website. Yeah, they, they were just amazing, amazing rides. Uh, one last thing before we close uh, in final, that being that you both are very proud Carlisle residents, many of our listeners are from all over the, the country, and, and hopefully we're going to be expanding around different continents and around the world. What would you say to someone who maybe visits Carlisle once, twice, perhaps three times a year, what's, what's great about being in Carlisle non-show weekends? They do oh, want, it's just, want them to know.
2: It's just a, a really, really great place to live. The, the activities that go on obviously in focus or in mass during the car shows, they go on almost all year round. So while we don't have the crowds, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of car activities We're members of PA Modern Mopar and they've got something going on every weekend, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, all throughout the year. We try to make sure that we don't lose the fact that we have a nice rural area, we have good roads, Mm -hmm. we have, uh, you know, just beautiful scenes to drive through. And, And so I would say the number one thing is we actually get to use the cars versus having them in there where everyone can see them at the show. We're out driving them here as local community members. That's Mm -hmm. excellent. And I know Perry County with what, one stoplight, or or one
1: traffic light, it's prime cruising area. Absolutely. Back roads are some of the best.
2: You've got the mountain twisties and the the straights and the farm fields. Route
3: 74, is it 74?
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's Route 74, Route 174. I Mm -hmm. mean, a lot of these roads, I mean there's state routes so they're well maintained sure. and they're drivers roads. Mm-hmm. I mean this is a very, very good place. It's not just highway. You go out right. on some of these back roads and if you're a driver you can really, really enjoy your car Absolutely. safely. Exactly. And and have a good time. And there's not a lot of okay. traffic. No, yeah, that's a good point. And that's that's part of the I would I
1: would agree with you both that it's a great part of being a, a Carlisle resident and I enjoy that too with my, my little sports car. <laughs> Well, before, as we wrap, anything else that you want to share with the Cars of Carlisle community? I really appreciate the Jim Boozies inviting me into their home tonight and for taking me for a ride in two out of three of their amazing vehicles. <laughs> and uh, I, there's talk that they it might be a heads-up husband and wife uh, drag... Drag Race coming up
3: here. Oh, a yeah. Well, hoping. Possibly. Uh, so, yeah, South Mountain. Uh, we've been talking about, you know, taking the Charger against the Challenger. So uh-huh. we'll just have to wait and see when that's going to be. But I'll let you know.
1: I would love to be there. If nothing else, I can give uh, some play-by-play for the listeners. That'd I would fantastic. think the only advantage
2: I would have over her is if she accidentally has a flat tire that day. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. So I I think we know who might might pull the, uh,
1: pull the win on that one. Yeah. I,
3: yeah.
1: Well... Monica and Brian, thank you both very, very much. To the listeners, appreciate you joining into this episode. We'll have more, and check out additional information on the website.
0: Wow, Darren, what a great interview. Well, thanks.
1: I I really, the credit goes to the Jimboozies. They were so much fun to to spend the evening hanging out with and talking cars. Just a lot of fun at their house.
0: What a great couple. Yeah, maybe we could... uh hang out with them sometime on one of their Mopar weekends or something.
1: If they don't mind a Subaru BRZ that's, joining them. That's but. true.
0: I <laughs> um, mean, we could borrow one of their fun cars. Right. Not drive it, of course, but just sort of stand next to it. Um, I, I loved his story about the fact that he still owns his first car. Yeah. Brian's very fortunate. That's so cool. Um, Mike, as I know, we've talked about with my car. It was not a very good car. It lasted just a few weeks. So, <laughs> having that still would be quite the miracle. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. And um, and how cute he surprised her. And right. That was pulled cool. the the trick, quote unquote, and yes. uh, had it all planned out and the brakes and the rotors. What mm-hmm. a great idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Took some. She had a real roller coaster moment.
1: Absolutely. But and they have it on video, which is really. Oh, neat. that's awesome. Yeah, so they definitely, they definitely documented that special time.
0: But yeah, like you said, the zero to hero in point two seconds is pretty good. Yeah, it pretty was pretty good gr- stuff.
1: Really great. And seeing the video when Monica walks up and around it, it was it was just one of those almost like Price is Right moments. we like, is this really mine? Are you kidding me? Is this this really that's my car? Awesome. So it was it was so a lot cute. of fun. There, there are Great couple. Really enjoyed time with them.
0: Well, I know we're going to get their video out of their uh, Charger. Which video was it? Yes, Charger. the Challenger. Challenger. Mm -hmm. We're going to get that out on our website. Um, So make sure you go to our website, Mm carsofcarlisle.com, and check that out. And you can obviously check us out on Twitter at carsofcarlisle or on Instagram, carsofcarlisle. Um, Email us at carsofcarlisle at outlook.com. Exactly. And we are getting all set up on iTunes, so we should be there shortly, which is great. Um,
1: Patreon, of course.
0: Oh, yes. Patreon, if you would like to support the show. Um, What was the other thing I was thinking? Oh! Oh! i almost forgot to mention and then this weekend is the big important performance national show yes, it is. so we're really looking forward to spending the weekend out in the car community right and this
1: will be the first time that you've actually been on the show field in the seat of a car going through the front gate and we're, yeah and we're going to actually park and be right in the thick of it this weekend so we're we're both pretty excited about that
0: i am i'm super excited i can't wait for the weekend to get here and i just hope that the rain goes away
1: I know. And again, we'd say this all the time. For those that come to Carlisle for car shows, honestly, it doesn't rain every day. (laughs) Every time there's a car show, the weather tends to change on us. So yeah, it is a nice place. The sun does come out.
0: I know. I know. So hopefully it'll turn itself around before the end of the week and we can uh, enjoy some good weather. so. So I guess until then,
1: we'll say drive well and be well. Take care.